It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Out to Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. NBA Finals Game 3 is tonight. We'll get our predictions coming up. Not only do we have expert opinions, we have a couple of gamblers in the house this morning. A couple of guys that will probably throw some greenbacks on it tonight. It's uh, Heat and Nuggets. No Tyler Hero tonight for the Heat. It's been revealed this morning. There was hope that maybe he could be back for Game 3. That's not going to happen. We'll get our expert thoughts coming. Also, before we talk to Coach Kenny, Rory McIlroy has met the media this morning in Toronto at the Canadian Open. A lot of anticipation for this conversation, and uh, as we said earlier, Rory does not seem bitter. Uh, he's still very opinionated. Uh, some quotes, and I give Kyle Porter at KylePorterCBS.com, CBS on Twitter. He covers the PGA Tour and has covered this story with Liv and the fracture in golf for, for years. He's one of my favorites to go to. Uh, Rory was asked, do you still have confidence in Jay Monahan as the commissioner of the PGA Tour? Uh, Kyle writes it that he took a deep breath and said, I do. I do. He also revealed that he got a text on Monday night from Jimmy Dunn, his agent, and then he, with the PGA Tour, and then they called and talked on Tuesday morning and walked him through the news. He says, I said earlier, he said, technically anyone involved with Liv will now answer to Jay. Whether you like it or not, the PIF was going to keep spending money in golf, and at least now you can control how that money is spent. He also said, when I try to remove myself from the situation and look at the bigger picture, I think ultimately this is going to be good for the game of professional golf. It, it unifies it and secures its future. He also, uh, this is where he gets very pointed, uh, and uh, Kyle Porter, this is his opinion, said, Rory is better at explaining Jay Moynihan's deal than Jay Moynihan is, uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, but he said, I, this is Rory, he said, I've come to terms with it. I've resigned myself to this is who, this is what's going to happen uh, when asked about taking the Saudi money. He said, it's very hard to keep people who have more money in the world. It's very hard to keep up with people who have more money than anyone else. Uh, he also said, Rory McIlroy, still hate Liv. I hate them. I hope it goes away. I expect that it does. Uh, correcting everyone who conflates Live with PIF, and the PIF is the fund that is paying for everything. Uh, he did say, though, it is hard for me not to sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb. So Rory taking the uh, the diplomatic route on this, and um, which is interesting. A lot of people were expecting some Irish temper, Irish temper <laughs> from Rory, and um, did not go that way. And as we've talked about, there's a kind of a reality to it that. You know, this this is three years in the making. Um, eventually, they were going to buy it out, and when they wouldn't sell it to him at the beginning, they started their own league and started to steal players, and that was not going to end. The court battles were going to be ongoing and, and long term. And you know, at some point, if you're Jay Moynihan, what else are we going to do? Um, you know, we, they're not going to stop spending on live. We've got to have a resolution to this to unify our game and keep our game as safe as we can. But obviously, he's going to be a villain uh, forever for a lot of people, and uh, I think rightfully so. 
Uh, all right, let's uh, switch gears. Good conversation there. But right now, we're excited because if you go to Dave Campbell's TexasFootball.com or Mike Craven's Twitter, at uh, Craven underscore Mike, uh, you wrote a story about G.J. Kenny down at Texas State. And uh, his first year, all of the player acquisitions, 51 new players brought in. And with that in mind, I thought, I wonder if we could get Coach Kenny on the show. You wrote the story. You talked to Coach. So, so we can get him on the air and talk to him. And uh, here he is on the Vaqueros Hotline. First-year head coach at Texas State is G.J. Kenny. G.J., good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Going good. Going good. Uh, you know, that's a lot going on for you. What's your What's your summer look like right now? Are your players back? Uh, month of May, I'm sure, was a little bit quieter, but uh, how are things for you as far as the, 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 the timeline and your, your daily schedule? Yeah, yeah, month was usually is quiet, but just like Mike wrote about uh, yesterday that we were pretty busy in the month of May with official visits and, and got all those guys in here this past weekend, got them moved in, got them working out this week, so that's always good to, to see to actually get them on campus. That's always, you know, especially these transfers, they get on campus, you know, uh, they're not bound to you, so... Uh, that that part was exciting, getting in there, working out. We look like a completely different team, obviously, and and uh, added some great size, some 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 really good speed, and some really really good kids as well. So, just excited about where this thing's going. Uh, Coach Mike Craven here. Sorry for uh, consistently bugging you for the last couple weeks about, <laughs> about this thing. Um, you kind of you know you joked in the story about how you gained twenty pounds going to the hibachi grill all that time for those official visits. Uh, what is the strategy of losing that weight, and can you take uh, uh, us behind yeah. the curtain on how official visits kind of go? Yeah, that's that's a that's a really good point. I was I was uh, texting uh, President Danfus yesterday. I, I've eaten Chick Fil A salads every day now for for lunch. Just for lunch, I do. An acai bowl with a little banana, blueberries. I don't know how healthy that is, but it makes me feel better than like McDonald's, you know. So I do that in the morning, Chick-fil-A, and then, you know, at dinner, just kind of figure it out, whatever the wife's cooking or whatever I pick up um, for now. So I'm, a, I'm about 235, going to get down to about 215 before, you know, we're going to Hawaii in a couple of weeks. So before that happens, <laughs> I'm going to get down about back to my plane weight. Uh, yeah, official visits, man, that was really good. Um, we get them around here. We get them to campus. Obviously, we, we talk about the river, the 40,000 students. But then really what we what we sell is, is the coaching staff and the offense that we had, the defense we had, and then the, the players on the team and the, and the family atmosphere. And and uh, it, it's a it, good thing is, too, you talk about the UIW guys that came over with me. And we, we tell them, like, there's a reason why these guys came with us. They believe in us. They, they believe in and uh, how we do things and, and the relationships that we have and, and all that kind of stuff. So um, once we get them here, that, that to me, this kind of place kind of sells itself. And then the coaching staff that we have and the, the scheme that we run on both sides of the ball, it's, it's a pretty easy sell for the most part. Uh, G.J. Kenny is with us, 51 new players into the roster. Now, how do you go about – I mean, the portal is there. I mean, I mean, you got to find guys that can fit your scheme, that fit your, your yeah. what you're trying to do, but also you want good people uh, that you're bringing to campus. That's a high number. Yeah. How do you vet them, and how challenging is that? Yeah, that, that's the toughest part. Um, but, you know, we have a bunch of different coaches that have been on different staff, and I've been on different staff. It's, it's all about the network, calling the high school coach and – I mean, for the most part, we're trying to, um, you know, target those guys that are Texas high school kids that have gone to, you know, different colleges or different places and bringing them back. Um, so 
we talked to the high school coach, uh, junior college coach, um, somebody. We, we everybody knows somebody on somebody's staff. You know, whether it's whatever, whatever school, whatever conference, we know somebody. So we're talking to that guy. We're talking to the GA. We're talking to the QC. Usually, the QCs and GAs give you a little bit better information because they're like, "Hey, you know, if you got anything open, and then you know, that's one of those type deals." Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so you know, we're always always trying to reach out to as many people as we can. We're never going to just talk to one person too. We're going to uh, talk to multiple people and. And uh, then you just got to, you know, make a decision. But And this all happens within a, you know, a, a 45-minute hour, and then you got to figure it out. And then you, you bring them to campus. You, you do your own uh, kind of vetting. You ask them the questions. If there is some kind of red flag, um, bringing them to campus is always huge. And doing that official visit and then getting them around our own players. Um, they go out on, on Friday or Saturday night, you know, bringing them back on Sunday and, and, and asking you know, Lincoln Perry, like, hey, what do you think about this kid? Does this kid kind of fit what we want to do? Did Did you like him as a person? Um, so, so we're we're constantly they're they're you know evaluating us and the facilities and and our scheme and all that, but we're actually evaluating them just as much. So it's, uh, it goes both ways, and and then you got to make a decision and, and go with it. You know, I drive around and I talk to a lot of these coaches about the transfer portal, and, and some of them recoil about it. And you and I kind of talked about that a little bit, but you had. Some personal experience. You transferred from Texas to Tulsa and had a successful transfer. Yep. How much does that play into your view on the transfer portal and your message to these guys in the transfer portal? Yeah, it does for sure. Uh, like you said, I, I transferred from Texas to Tulsa, and and uh, you know everybody has you know different reasons why they transfer, and, and I think that's a, a, a big part of it too. You know, what, why is this kid transferring? Uh, just like Lindsey Scott, we were Lindsey Scott's fifth school last year at UIW. And Lindsey Scott is the, the best human being I've ever been around. And obviously, anytime you have 71 touchdowns in, in a season, you got to be a pretty good player, too. So um, it's all about fit. It's all about, um, you know, fit, not only scheme-wise, but with the coaching staff. Just because a kid is, is a certain type of way with this coach doesn't mean he's going to be that way with me. So um, we're always constantly looking for the best fit for us and, and the best players to, to upgrade our roster. Uh, G.J. Kenny is with us, new head coach at Texas State. Uh, busy, 51 new players, 337 transfers, seven from JUCO, and then uh, seven straight out of high school. It's going to be a busy summer, and then getting all those guys on the same page. But we know at Incarnate Word, Coach, your offense was high-flying. You guys were setting records, and uh, assuming that that's the, 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 the same offense you're going to install here to try to uh, really light up the scoreboard, get get butts in seats, but win football games. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um you know, we're, we're going to try to light up the scoreboard, and, and uh, we feel like, you know, we have the roster to do that now. Um, you know, we, we had a really good spring, but I think the, the more pieces that we add, the more weapons that we have um, on offense, we had to sure up the O-line. We had to get a little bit more length at the receiver position. Uh, we added T.J. Finley in the quarterback room for, you know, to see how that competition looks like, him and Malik Hornsby and C.J. Rogers. Um and then P.J. Hatter, our freshman from Spring Westfield, just got here, and uh, he popped the fastest 10-plus-10 uh, 10 10 time we have on the whole team. So we're going to have great competition in that quarterback room, and, and uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, um, you know, I, I think our defense has the opportunity to be, to be pretty special as well. Um, you know, those guys on defense do a great job of evaluating. And we had the same thing. We had to add some length um, to, to both sides uh, for what we want to do uh, to fit our scheme. So, I'm excited, but the, like you said, the real work starts now. Uh, getting these guys here, bringing them together as a team, you know, teaching them the scheme. You know, luckily for us, uh, now nowadays you get a little bit more time with them in the summer than, than like when I was back in school. So uh, we get a little bit more opportunity to work with them um, and do all that. But 
I'm still a big proponent and, and uh, you know, letting Brett Hughes, our strength coach, getting with him in the summer and really taking over and, and getting those guys in, in great shape. Because what we do on offense, you know, uh, we, we go so fast. Those guys got to be in great shape. And, and uh, Coach Hughes is, 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 is the best in the country at that. So I'm, I'm excited to get these guys, you know, they're here. Now let's get them in shape. Let's get them kind of uh, thinking the way we think and believing the way we believe. So it's, uh, it's an exciting time around here and, and uh, ready to get to work. Yeah, transfers are, are nothing new around Texas State, right? The old staff kind of relied on transfers a lot. How do you kind of go about reestablishing those relationships into the high school ranks to where you're not having to turn over the roster, you know, every single offseason, not having to gain 20 pounds going to those official visits? Yeah, yeah I can't do that again. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I think to build a culture and to build a team the way you want it, uh, especially in Texas um, with the quality of players and the quality of coaches that you have here, we're always going to recruit, you know, Texas high school kids. And, and like you said, that 15 to 18 mark is, is hopefully the number we hit. But at the same time, we're not going to reach. Um, but, you know, we, we got to establish that culture. we got to establish, um, you know, that foundation through the high school ranks. And, and uh, you know, so we've we've done everything possible. And we have a, another camp tonight that, that's great. You know, we'll have 300 kids here and get to evaluate them. And, and once again, they get to see what we have to offer them and, and, and see a little bit of Texas State. So, as uh, many times we can get in front of these kids and get them to campus and get get in front of these coaches. Like we had our coaches clinic this off season. Lane Johnson came and spoke, and that was tremendous. And anytime you can do that, um, it's it's awesome because every time we get around these high school, Texas high school coaches, they teach us just as much as we're teaching them. So it's it's a it's a big time um, state for for recruiting, big time state for coaches. So uh, we're always going to recruit these guys. Uh, stated like a guy who is a son of a Texas high school football coach right there and G.J. Kinney. Uh, and that's interesting because I got a note from our friend Craig Flowers, uh, Colonel Retired, who does a show on our station. You were on their show last week, and Craig was down speaking with you and your, your staff and your team a little bit last couple of days, I heard. And, uh, you know, that's going to be key, right, uh, taking your leadership. The scheme is one thing, uh, the ideas and the, the, the X's and O's, but, man, the uh, the ability to bring teams together and lead, uh, something I know you've, you've watched, guys like Jeff Trailer and your dad and, and others. What did you learn from Craig that you think you can work, work with moving forward? Yeah, I think this thing's got to be a player-led, uh, like we talked about. I can get up there and, and give the, the best raw, raw speeches in, in the world, but it's got to be a, a player-led deal, whether that's a freshman coming in or a transfer or a guy that's been on the team. These guys got to kind of take the reins and, and, and run with it. And, and after the end of the summer, um, you know, before we go on vacation, these guys are going to know what we expect from them. Um, and then they got to go out there and, and do it. And they got to be the ones that want it just as bad as we do. And that, that's probably the, the coolest thing that I've seen so far um, is when we're out here and we're up here, you know, doing some recruiting or getting ready for camps. And you look outside and, and you got uh, Tory Spears leading our, our safeties to the safety drills. Um, you know, you got Lincoln Perry out there with the running back. You got Lincoln Perry taking a group of guys to um, go out on the boat into the lake and, and, and developing that camaraderie. And, and, and that, that's what it takes to be a great team. You know, we, like I said, I can get up there and give all the speeches I want, but if they don't believe, if they're not bought in, it's not going to work. So uh, I think we've done a really good job of developing those relationships. I think that that's key um, in this thing. Is, is you know they got to know we care about them and we they got to know that that we want what's best for them and and their goals are our goals and and uh, I think they see that from us and I think they believe that in us so any any time that happens you got a chance for something special. You know, looking at the uh, non-conference schedule, you start on the road against Baylor. You, the next week's on the road against UTSA and a, and a mentor of yours and Jeff Trailer. 
Uh, how exciting is it to kind of see those first couple of games? I'd imagine you don't need a whole lot of uh, motivation to get those guys ready. They have it just on the schedule right there. Yeah, I think our guys will be really excited for both of those games. Um, you know, obviously, Big 12 opponent and Baylor, and, and uh, those guys are tremendous coaches, and they got big-time players. My, my brother, like I talked about, Mike, is, is on – uh, the team there, my sister graduated from there. My Baylor, I mean, my dad was a, a Baylor legend or is a Baylor legend. Got the Baylor legend award with an all Southwest conference linebacker there. So got a lot of ties to Baylor. And, and uh, so I'm excited personally for that game. And, and, uh, you know, I, I know our guys will be excited going right down the road. And then obviously UTSA, what, you know, coach Trailer's done since he's got there is, is something we're trying to emulate and, and, you know, the, how much they've won and the, talk about the relationships that they have and, and, and all that. So that'll be a huge game for us. And, and uh, I'm excited obviously for that one, but you know, for us, I think uh, that, that's down the road for us. We, I got to get these guys in that these guys don't even know where the locker room is half of them. So we got to get them figured out where, where to go and teach them the scheme and kind of teach them how we do things. And then, you know, start getting ready for those games a little bit later. Got to teach each other their names too. <laughs> yeah. Hello. My name yeah, is exactly. stickers. Yeah. yeah. They don't know the names either. Hey, GJ, thanks so much. We know your name, and we look forward to future conversations uh, as your team develops through the summer. We'll keep it close and uh, check in. Looking forward to the season 88 uh, or so days ago against the Baylor Bears at McLean Stadium. Thank you, GJ. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Thanks, Coach. GJ Kenny, a lot of energy. What, he gained 20 pounds going to the – Yeah, he said 20 pounds, the hibachi girl, the Kobe. I know, it's right there. Yeah, it's right there. Been there. Been uh, there. Yeah, so he's living life. My kids love that place. That's where we used to go for my kids' birthdays. That's so why he takes them because the kids still love it. You yeah. know, they're just Catch 18, 19 fire. year old. Yeah, exactly. You sit at a big table, everybody enjoys. And you always themselves. know that the waiter could cut his finger off at any moment. Right. Like Throw the- you some steak, <laughs> try to catch it in your mouth. Like it's a it's a good interactive event. Now, Sports Illustrated is reporting that Lionel Messi will sign with MLS Inter Miami. At breaking news again, a, a more you know, a Sports Illustrated uh, with the report. It's official. He will sign with Miami of the MLS. Also, uh, here's a tweet, a text from our man Tom McKay. It says, America is a whore, anything for a dollar. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about the, the 9-11 and the terrorism, and rightfully so with the Saudis. I, but my question I've had since this came down and the acrimony towards Jay Moynihan, I would just say what, what should the PJ Tour have done? What could they have done? Because if an organization comes and wants to buy you three years ago and you say, no, we're not for sale, we don't want your money, and then they take the step of starting their own league, because they they still want your league. This was this is what Liv was about. Liv was not about competition. It was about this uh, this outcome, and they start their own propped up league that they invested two billion dollars in and started pilfering your top players, and they weren't going to stop doing that. That was going to be ongoing. I mentioned Roy McElroy seemed like he had some signs of of fracture recently to me. Uh, just my judgment, my view. Uh, that wasn't going to end. Plus, you were going to be in those protracted legal battles. Uh, those weren't going to end, and you may not win those. You might have lost a lot of those. Uh, and I'm sure his legal advisors told him, we're going to lose some of these battles on the way here, guys. Uh, I, I guess the question is, what should you do? Because I, I know people are outraged that they sold and they merged with the Saudi money, but did they have another option? What could the PGA Tour have done? This at least keeps the PGA Tour intact and moving forward, it's under a new umbrella. I just don't know what the alternative was if they, if they have that much money. And that's what Rory said this morning. At some point, you realize you can't compete with someone who's got got an unending pool of money. It was inevitable, but for me, the the answer to that question is not take such a high horse stance from the beginning, and not put their players in the line of fire to kind of be the guys who are being the moral compass for this 
this company that eventually was going to take the money. I mean, we saw it coming a mile away, right? I mean, this was always going to be the end result of this deal. Um, and so, you know, to me, I think the reaction and the, and the the discomfort comes as much from how the PGA took its initial stance and put the players kind of in the line of fire as it does with the actual sure. outcome itself. And and like we've said throughout this four hours of being on the show, everybody has the right to make up their mind from here on out. Like if you want to watch golf, continue, like do it. If you don't, don't. And at the end of the day, the consumers are going to speak here, right? Sure. If the PGA Tour ratings just plummet, then that's that's the market talking, and that's the only thing these people think about is the market and the money that they can make off of. Well, look, I mean, he it, it, he is the ultimate villain in Monaghan. He has to be, but think about it: if you know that this group wanted to buy you, and they tried to buy you, and then they started this league, you know, Monaghan's stance of using nine eleven families and their 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 the right. victims and yeah. using players to fight it. I mean, that was you got to think in real time. That was his only thought of: okay, well, if we shame the players enough, they won't go. And if the players don't go to live, then we're good. Uh, we don't have to worry about that. If our players stick together and stay, and, and, and we can build this thing and make the changes we need to make. Uh, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, the players still went. And, you know, they took the criticism, and Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson, and uh, the guys took the money and went. And that was not going to stop. And, and so I guess at that point, and that's why he comes off as hypocritical and a liar for sure, because his initial stance was, okay, they're trying to take us over. They want to buy golf. Our only way to prevent it is to use 9-11, uh, the shame of the, the, the Saudi money, what they do. Uh, it doesn't mean he doesn't believe it, but then you get to the point where that's not stopping anything. It's just getting more and more. They spent $2 billion on the Live Tour that they never made a dollar. That wasn't going to stop. I guess the, the question would be, what, what do you do? I mean, how do you avoid that? That's why I called it a hostile takeover. There's no – and I think in Monaghan's thought, he's cr- crafted the best deal he could to keep the PGA Tour together and keep him – and, and people who love the game of golf in in control of how the PGA Tour works and eventually potentially collapse the Live Tour and not have to compete with it. I mean, there's just I just don't have a good answer for what do you do. And that's, that's where the, it sucks that the dollar is the dollar. And at some point, you just have to, what do you do? We're, we can't survive this tour if they keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, the only thing he could have done was quit, right? Or, yeah. or, or watch, watch the tour kind of fade in, into this weird, um, you know, where where it gets shattered and broken and half your best players are playing in one league and half of your best players are, are playing in the other. I think what makes the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL to an extent so good is all the best players in the world you know are playing in the same spot. It takes away from it if you think three of the best ten players are playing over here and three of the best – it's the problem with European soccer, right? Like not all the best players play in England or Germany. Right. Um, and so – uh, they didn't want that with golf. And so if you're trying to keep all the best players together and make the most money together, this was what had to happen. They were going to buy golf, and that was their stated goal, and they've now done it. That is ag- agreed upon. So uh, we'll certainly take your thoughts on that. It's a it's a good conversation for sure. Um, Hanging around downtown by it's Bucky and Aaron. I had so much time to sit down. Hey, listen, if you like this song and this band, Marcy's Playground, I think we have some tickets for that show. Is that right, Nick Shuley? And it's it's Marcy's Playground and? Uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Toad the Wet yeah. Sprocket. It's to- Toad's the headliner, but but a good opener, too. And it's at the Paramount Theater. Yeah. And uh, we have 
one spot, two spots, something? Well, one you guest list spot, so two tickets. All right, all right. So there we Don't go. Don't start calling yet, though. Don't start calling yet. End of the show <laughs> if you want to see that show. Is Leave t- Ty alone for a second. That show is tonight. Yeah, it's tonight at the Paramount. So when we, when we release the hounds, Mike Craven, <laughs> wait until we do. You could be at the Paramount Theater tonight, which is such a great venue. Uh, you know, my favorite is Moody, you know, ACL Live at the Moody Theater to see a show. But, man, Paramount Theater, not far behind. It is. The sound's perfect. It's one of those classic theaters. It's got the, you know, everybody knows the marquee down there. But it is, there's not a bad seat in the house. And they've got, you know, we were talking about it. They have one of the greatest human beings in the world running that place. I call him the most interesting man in the world, uh, Jim Ritz, who, uh, Speaking yeah, of golf, he used to be the, uh, the commissioner of the LPGA. He was, and he was, while he was a student at UT, he was Keith Jackson's runner, or statistician for ABC, and then oh, he, later, he later was Frank Giffords for Monday Night Football. The guy has some incredible stories. We'll get him on the show soon. Yeah. Ritz, we've had him before. He is. He can tell some stories, <laughs> and uh, that's a great place to see show. There are some great shows this week in Austin, Texas, but there's also a cool NIU. We always talk NIL because you're a part of the Clark Field Collective, and uh, Texas One Fund is cranking up. And they've got, they talk about bringing live music together with uh, with an NIL. This is a pretty cool concept that they're doing tonight as well. Yeah, the, it, the great thing about the One Fund is it gets the kids out there in the community working with a lot of these charities. And uh, we had a good uh, good chance to match them up with the Health Alliance for Austin Musicians, which they have one of their big fundraisers, which is the Corporate Battle of the Bands, which is definitely worth headed out to see. It is a lot of companies put their, you know, put their best foot forward and their best employee bands together. And so, so it's bands created by people who work for the company. Correct. Yeah. And all members of the company. I don't think they allow, I don't think they allow ringers, but I'll, I'll have to check the, the rule book on it. But I think the uh, the favorites this year, what I've heard, and maybe this will stir up some drama, is the PNC Bank folks apparently uh, have a pretty good band, although the C3 Presents folks, Dang for, it. they do it too. Just yesterday, I was uh, watching, I was hanging out at uh, a place in downtown Buda. Uh, and there was Gary, Gary Clark Jr. walked in, and of course, and Gary was on his way to baseball practice with his kids. I oh, said, wow. I could have got him on our team. Could he be for our company? <laughs> yeah. Gary we, need, we need to get Ty to set some lines. <laughs> like, come on, man. Get uh, Gary Clark Jr. in our battle of the bands. That might be a little bit unfair, speaking of ringers. But You guys uh, could get some hitters on that team, I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but always, yeah, I run into Gary all the time, which is kind of cool to see him, and he's doing great, and uh, was on his way to baseball practice. See you, Gary. Enjoy that, uh, you know. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Kids, raising kids now. Uh, all right, so that's tonight. And uh, how yeah. do people be, can people be a part of that? It's, it's for Ham, which is such a great, a great uh, uh, charity, Health Health Alliance for Austin musicians. Yeah, the, it's open to the public. Free tickets. You can come out, watch it, have some have some drinks, have some good food, and uh, yeah, and definitely support support that great cause. We'll have a bunch of the the UT athletes out there as well. That, that's at ACL Live. Yep. Which, if you've never been to a show there and it's free, go see it and uh, you know, help out Ham while you're there. Yeah, it's a great, great way to check out the venue and uh, to see some fun, uh, you know, some corporate folks getting after it on the stage. Also, tonight as part of a busy Wednesday on the music calendar. Yeah, we got Abraham Alexander is at Antones, which will be a really great show. He's he's got it. Speaking of Gary Clark, he's got a song with Gary Clark. He's got he's got some really good good listening out there on Spotify. So definitely check him out. There's also a cool listening party at Waterloo Records for Jason Isbell's release party. 
uh, if they basically you get to come out, listen to the record, and uh, and I think they have a lot of giveaways, some cool. other cool stuff. That's at Waterloo tonight, and that album drops officially on Friday, correct? June the 9th. And I Rolling Stone had a review of it yesterday, said it's Isbell's best to date, which is wow, quite a strong review. That's and a, so far, they've already released four of the songs, and they're they're this guy's elite. Uh, uh what a songwriter, and uh, you know, thumb on the, the pulse of what's happening, no doubt. Jason Isbell, listening party, Waterloo Records, seven o'clock tonight, and then that Toad the West Rocket Show tonight. Yeah, that'll be at the Paramount with Marcy Playground, and we'll uh, w- but once uh, once you give the go, we can give away the tickets at the end here. Tyler, let's do it now. Caller oh. five, we'll pick up those tickets as it is tonight. We want to get people the chance. If you want to be at that show tonight, don't call if you can't go tonight or if you can't give them to somebody because uh, we got to get them to you. We're just going to put your name on the list. Caller five four four seven three seven seven six. If you want to be at the Paramount Theater tonight, Toad the Wet Sprocket and Marcy's Playground. What a great evening! And that's uh, thanks to Jim Ritz and the crew at the Paramount and for Nick for arranging that. What about Thursday night? Thursday's a big one uh, for the uh, all the uh, KNAC and 101X people from back in the day. We've got Weezer with Modest Mouse out at the Germania Amphitheater out at the track at Coda. All right. That's a big one. Uh, I like that amphitheater, too. It's a good place to I check do. out a show. It is a cool spot. And then tom- Friday's a big one for me. I, I'm a huge Ryan Adams fan, so he, you know, he's had his his ordeals recently, but he's playing ACL Live, and he always puts on an incredible show. I'm with you on that. I've seen him at uh, I've seen him tape ACL TV before uh, with Tom Gimble, and yeah, ACL Live to see Ryan Adams always a great one. Oh, so good. I've seen him uh, sober as well as on the other side of it. He, he's uh, entertaining both both ways. <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, aren't we Seriously. all? Uh, also at Antone's uh, Friday night's a good one. Yeah, Heartless Bastards are doing two nights at, at Antone's on Friday and Saturday, and uh, Erica Winterstrom has one of my favorite voices that's ever come out of this city. She has such an incredibly powerful voice, and uh, they're doing two nights, and so definitely catch one of those at, over at, uh, at Anton's. Good show Friday. Also, two more Friday night there, yeah. Nick. The Mohawk has a, has a good uh, pop-punk show. I always give a little shout-out to the pop-punk kids. Rocket Summer and Hello Goodbye, that one will be at Mohawk. Rocket Summer is, uh, I believe, he's actually from Dallas. Cool. So another Texas guy. And then this is always one of my favorite artists to see in Austin, Sir Woman. And she she's Sir playing the, Woman. She's playing the parish, and she was part of – She's been a part of some of Austin's biggest bands, uh, Glorietta, Wild Child, and it's 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 got a kind of a little Amy Winehouse vibe. She has this soulful, powerful voice. Uh, Kelsey's in, an incredible performer, and she'll be playing at the Parish on Friday, uh, sixth and six nine. She'll be there. Uh, also Saturday, some good shows. Yeah, we mentioned Heartless Bastards at Antones, but there's also a uh, Ace Sinclair is another one of my favorite little local acts. He's playing Hotel Vegas, and it's got kind of an indie rock sound, a little, but a little more, little more Rolling Stonesy. You can you can hear the nods in there. It's definitely worth checking out over at, at Hotel Vegas on the east side. Ace Sinclair. What about Sunday? Sunday, we've got the legendary, uh, what many folks call the Eddie Van Halen of rockabilly, one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Junior Brown will be playing Antones. He was, I think, he was the in the '90s. He was the house band for the Continental. Junior was in that for. And oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's he's played a couple shows in Austin, but he'll be playing at Antones on Sunday. And then on Monday, we've got Heart Attack Man at Empire Control Room, which is a cool spot. I don't know that we've talked a lot about that, but they're they're kind of. I believe it's seventh in Red River, about, uh, and it's a it's a good spot to see. It used to be an old uh, auto body shop, but it's a, it's a cool venue. And then on Tuesday we've got our other giveaway, which Monty Montgomery is doing every Tuesday this month at the Saxon Pub. And, Ooh, and it, a, I'm gonna write that one down. Yeah. <laughs> Monty Montgomery. Yeah, he's a Saxon. Yeah, for the folks that don't know him, I think he's. He's listed by Guitar Magazine as one of the top 50 guitar players of all time, and he uh, I know he did 
that uh, Dar- was it Daryl's house during the oh yeah, the, yeah. He, he played he played on Darryl that Hall. with Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates and then lastly on Tuesday another cool indie show it's at Hotel San Jose they do some lounge sessions and there's a, a good local artist her name's and she goes by Redbud okay. And uh, we'll get these posted and get them up for you because uh, those are good shows all week. Ryan Adams, a big show. Uh, Jason Isbell listening event tonight at Waterloo Me- Records. Sounds pretty cool just to hear the whole thing front to back and maybe purchase your, your copy. It'll be available for download by for, on Friday. And I heard Isbell talking about the fact that uh, this, this album's been done for a long time. They've, but he said it's been frustrating because they've been sitting on these, this album, <laughs> which I think is really good. But they, they anticipate so many sales of the vinyl. The album sales, it takes a long time to print those. So they're having to wait until they get what they think is enough stock to be able to go to market with it because so many people are going back to vinyl and listening to, to, to records on record players again, which is really cool. But that's the reason it's taken so long to, to come out. Yeah, they're, they're, a lot of bands have that issue, and it, and it does really affect the timeline. We actually had a really cool spot open up here called Gold Rush Vinyl, which they do on-demand kind of printing of vinyl, et cetera. But they also, what they've done is kind of taken a more technological pl- approach and helped to speed up the process. And so uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, it's definitely a thing. A lot of these artists have to push back just because the shipping timelines and vinyl timelines. You don't want to bring a record out, and then they run out of the albums, and no one can buy it because you want to sell this because they make pretty good money on those albums. Those albums aren't cheap these days. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, he is Nick Shuley, and uh, he is our live music update guy for sure. And he's the program director there, or excuse me, he's the uh, president of the Austin mu- Music Movement. You have too many, too many titles. <laughs> you got a lot going on. That's that's what people tell me. Yeah, well, you you stay busy, which I like a lot. And you said to me, it's uh, it's only Wednesday. It's been a long week yeah, already, hasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a long one. <laughs> All right, so tonight, if you're a music fan and a UT fan, you want to get out and help the uh, the, the Texas One Fund. Their that name, image, and likes event, the Battle of the Corporate Bands, will be at ACL. At uh, Moody Theater tonight. Check that out. And before the top of the hour, Nick will give away these passes to see Monty Montgomery at uh, Saxon Pub on Monday night. Uh, They're gone. Our phone lines are. Uh, you got you gave those I, away I, too. Douglas won won the Saxon Pub. So okay, yes. cool. So you got Saxon Pub and Paramount, correct? Correct. Way to go, Ty. So Ty has gone and killed <laughs> two birds with one stone. And uh, there you go. Hey, Nick, I know you're a big UT fan and UT basketball fan. While you're here, before we wrap this up, your thoughts on uh, Dylan Mitchell returning to the Longhorn basketball roster? It's forming nicely. Man, I'm so excited about that. I think I think Dylan's kind of at least what I saw online. He's gotten kind of a bad rap with a lot of a lot of the UT fans, and I think he kind of walked into a situation last year where you know Harold to recruit. But they're so stacked with talent, and they you know veteran talent. There's only a few. There's only so many shots you can get in a game, and I think I think this year will be a really good chance for Dylan to show what he can do. I think a lot of people saw the video of him shooting and realized that. I mean, I, I don't know how many times we actually saw him shoot a jump shot this year. Well, you have Timmy Allen, Marcus Zero. Carr, <laughs> Dylan DeSue. Uh, Sir Jabari Rice, Tyrese Hunter. There aren't a lot of shots to go around. No. <laughs> there aren't and a lot of shots to get. I think I think people are going to be pretty impressed with how that kid can play. And he's also just a, a, one of the sweetest kids you'll ever know. And that Dylan DeSue's coming back, Tyrese Hunter coming back. So uh, the, the four transfers coming in. I know uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do basketball as we get closer to that. But Rodney Terry doing a nice job of building the staff. Nick, thanks so much. We'll do it again next Wednesday. And uh, thanks for, for Gritton Jim Ritz and the folks at the Paramount involved. That's a lot of fun to be giving those away. Toad the Red Sprocket. And uh, um, they're out of Dallas, right, Toad? I, are they? I actually don't I know. I think that. so. That's I a, think they're a Metroplex. The toadies are out. Oh, Toadies. That's, that's, that, that's right. That's right. Thank yeah. you, Ty. I'm trying to remember. I remember listening to Toad. I actually have no idea where Toad the Wet Sprockets from. They're they're a good band. They were great when I was in college. Yeah, at yeah all I want was one of the biggest songs. Santa Santa Barbara, California. There Toad the Wet Sprocket. We'll come back. Uh, we'll wrap this thing up. We'll make our picks on the NBA Finals game three tonight. Who you got tonight, Nick? 
I, I think the Nuggets are going to storm back Nuggets, tonight. Stormtroopers coming back. We'll have that. <laughs> Mike will have his pick as well. So will Ty. It's B&E on the horn. Swings here and lifts a high fly ball to dead center. Back to the warning track. And you can say goodnight to it. Grand slam home run. J-Flo sends it out of the ballpark. And the Logorns have blown this thing open with a nine-run bottom of the third. The Longhorns handled South Beach. Now they head west for the Super Regionals. Texas and Stanford, game one, Saturday at 5 p.m., 445 pregame on the Horn. Uh, let me tell you about Bud Light, folks. Listen, but when you're out and about, all these live music shows that, that are going on. You know, they got Texas baseball coming up this weekend. Make sure you're doing it with the Icy Cold Bud Lights, the number one selling light beer in the world for four decades, only four Simple ingredients that give you that crisp flavor every single time. It's brewed in the great state. Uh, Four Texans by Texans since 1982. So make sure you're picking it up. Also, our friends at Brown Distributing, uh, always appreciate them. We know Brown Distributing, when you look at the the Dan Brown press box at the baseball stadium and all the things the Brown family have done for the University of Texas, for the city of of Austin and Central Texas, uh, BDC, uh, gosh, they support over 500 local charitable events every single year, uh, giving away millions of dollars to help help our community. Such a great partner, so always remember them as well and their partnership. It's Bud Light, the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, of the Texas Exes, and the Texas OU game. And uh, Brown Distributing remind you, make sure you you decide to ride, right? Have a plan when you're going to enjoy your cold drinks, going out to see live music or whatever you're doing. You can't drive drunk home if you didn't drive there. So make sure you always have a plan. Great message from Brown Distributing and Bud Light. Oh yeah. It's Bucky and Aaron. Appreciate uh, Nick Shuley his time every Wednesday and efforts to get you the roadmap to your live music weekend. Sounds like Mike Craven's going to be at the Monty Montgomery show on Monday night. Saxon Pub. Such a cool place. Going to have to hit that one. Next week I'm going to be out of town, but the week I come back he's still here and I'm going to have to go there. Fond memories from college watching Monty Montgomery. Silver yeah, Wings. Great song. Yeah, they'll be... Uh, He'll be there. He's there every Monday, he said, in the month of June, holding that residency down if you want to check him out among the other great shows. Also, we got hoops tonight in the NBA. We'll make our pick on the NBA Finals. I want to remind you, tomorrow is Thursday. Bucky will be back, and it's a buck off Thursday. And, of course, we've taken our buck-ons and buck-offs to Twitter. Uh, our friends at the Austin Gamblers, we partner with them, and what a slam dunk that is. Buck off Thursday and buck-ons brought to you by the Austin Gamblers, Austin's professional bull riding team, part of that uh, PBR and that series. Hopefully you're taking that in. If you're looking for a good streaming show to watch here during the summer, uh, The Ride on Prime Video. Uh, Austin, the Gamblers, one of three teams that were showcased behind the scenes in the inaugural season of that, uh, you know, taking an individual sport like bull riding and making it a team concept and a team sport and went very, very well last year. You can get behind the scenes on that. But send us your buck-offs. And the thing we want to do with the buck-ons and buck-offs is just expand it beyond Thursday, right? We want you've got things that are on your mind that are that are firing you up, whether it's this live, you know, PGA Tour merger, whether it's uh, your favorite team doing something dumb, somebody cutting you off in traffic, just fire us up a bli- uh, you know, your phone, make a quick video, give us a buck off. We will then harvest them at, at our Twitter account, uh, at the Horn ATX, and we'll play the best ones tomorrow and every week. And someone's going to win the buck off of the week. Be creative. Be creative. Ty, you need to do a couple of those. We need, we need some from you because you get pretty angry. You're an emotional guy. I do. I do. <laughs> and I want them. That's what I want. I want them when, when you're like, at your most mad, when you're watching a game, or Ty, when, a, when you get a bad beat and a bet doesn't come home. What was it the other night when you it was half a point from a five-leg parlay for you? Yeah, I've already forgotten what it, what game it was. Oh, no, that was the Celtics with half a second left. Oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Derek White 
crushed me. Crushed. I, I do need to start doing live reactions like that more. That would be great. And that's what we want is your live reaction, your live buck on and buck off. Because it's fun on Thursdays to take them, but it's more fun when we get you Ty, really fired up. Ty and I need to uh, apparently have a discussion about parlays and how they were created to create new floors of casinos, not to pay that's out true. people. That's exactly right. Uh, suckers hey, uh, play parlays, but Ty does quite well with them. He's 40, one of those... 41 units last month. See? Look yeah, but I want to know how many units, you. units went down because of the parlay. Oh, that's up. Oh, that's with that's, up. that's with the losses, too, though. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I know bookmaking is illegal, but you told me a story, Ty, of a guy that you know that does that, or that, that a, a kid, someone who My was, I got a, I got a, I got a buddy who's got a cousin. Got a cousin. And the cousin— I was a bookie until I was about 26 years old. Because the bookies will take— it's parlays because that's yeah. usually you win those. Williamson County, stop that. And you love you love betters that like to play three and four and five game parlays. Still upset. Um, but you did you say buddy of yours hit a ten leg parlay and pretty much bankrupt this yeah. bookie? Yeah, <laughs> it was like thousands, one thirty thousands, thousands of dollars, of dollars so that he doesn't have. The bookie disappear? No, he's uh, he just shut it down for a day. He's bad. <laughs> he said he said he had to sell some Bitcoin to get get. I was like, all right, I'm not on that book. <laughs> one scam to one scam. Yeah, huh? there's a reason yeah. why I, I left that. Yeah. Uh, that, that uh, operation. That man's money laundering somewhere. I love that. All right. So, but send, by the way, in addition to the buck offs, send your buck on. It's like a uh, great buck on opportunity was when LBJ, Baron Johnson Jr., got the final out of that complete game at Miami. I'm sure there were some folks that wanted to pat uh, LeBaron Johnson Jr. on the back and the Longhorns when they won that. Those are how you do them. Everybody's got a phone in their hand. You got a camera on there. Just take some buck off videos or just the audio. Uh, send it to us. Go to our Twitter account. That's where you put them. We'll retweet the best ones and have a lot of fun with it tomorrow on a buck off. Thursday. So uh, bring that strong. Top stories this morning obviously have been the continuing conversation about the, p- the future of golf. We mentioned r- the news that has broke this morning is that Roy McElroy spoke to the media and was not nearly as bitter and buck offish as some thought. Very diplomatic, understood, said he still trusts Jay Monahan, which surprises a lot of people. Uh, so we will we will follow that. More comments coming because they're playing the, t- the Canadian Open tomorrow. We'll tee off and uh, a lot of players will, will make their media availabilities today. Uh, the future coming. A lot of good thoughts coming in on, on what the PJ Tour could have done. I, I stand by my belief that the the Saudis were going to buy that buy golf. They were going to, and when you have a fund that is in excess of six hundred billion dollars, you typically get what you want. And you know this was their way to get there. Uh, so they wouldn't sell it to them. And this was the DP World Tour too, the European Tour. They tried to buy that three years ago. They want they want their stated goal was to own golf. Their stated goal was to bring a World Cup to Qatar. Their stated goal is to take over sports in a lot of realms. And, you know, when those when that group states it, they're going to get it done. And so, again, I, I'm not saying Monaghan and the PGA Tour did everything right by any stretch of the imagination. I am saying, Mike, that they're, if they were going to buy you, they were going to go to whatever means you had. Because I heard people a lot saying, well, you, you had live right where you wanted them. There were no ratings. They weren't on any, like, television. They had no sponsors. But that doesn't matter. Didn't care. I mean, they're not. They weren't doing it for ratings. They weren't doing it for revenue. They spent two billion dollars on live and never made a nickel. And then that was going to continue. They didn't care, and they were going to keep taking your best players, or at least trying to poach your best players. And you're going to be locked up in lawsuits for years, and lawsuits, Mike, that you may have lost. That's what big fish do to small fish all the time in companies, right? Is they they drown them in legal fees, knowing that they can pay them for longer than the other place does, and then they'll pick up the pieces once it's over. Yeah. Exactly right, and that's that because it's a sports story because it's a sport of golf that, that a lot of people love, but it's a business deal. That's yep. why it was broken on CNBC yesterday morning. This is a merger or a takeover essentially, and in the end, I think from everybody I've heard from and read that, that I trust that, that loves the game of golf. If you love golf, um, watching golf and watching your best players compete together, I think this is this is going to get us back to that starting in 2024. 
And I know we can talk about how despicable where the money is coming from is, and we've had that conversation, Mike, but you know, they're investing $3 billion as part of this deal into golf. So the purses will be more, the tournaments will be bigger and better, potentially. Um, and, you know, it's a lot not to like, but at the same time, if you love golf and, and you're going to stick with it, I think you may, we'll see a better product moving forward. Yep, no doubt. Hey, Mike, thanks for, for being here and doing this, man. Of course, uh, Mike I enjoy Craven, it. It's a lot of fun. He does a great job, too. And he does a great job at Dave Campbell's Texas Football as well. Uh, the cover story on Sonny Dykes coming out in uh, July. Make sure you read that. What did you say, 2,500 words on Sonny? 2,500 words on Sonny. Uh, and you already gave us some, if you missed that in our coaches corner, about 7.15, went behind the scenes on that, that conversation that you had with Sonny for that article. Really good stuff about what, what has made him what he is today and his path to TCU. Uh, appreciate that, Mike. Uh, what's the what's the Twitter? How can they find you? Uh, at Craven Mike. Uh, it's kind of a James Bond thing. Mike Craven's like a weird politician in Alabama or something like that. He already had it. So I have uh, at Craven Mike and then at DCTF is, is where you follow the, the crew at Dave Campbell's. This says, E, tell your co-host that uh, American journalist was chopped up and killed. That's true. I didn't, what, what again? Yeah, I'm a journalist. I am a journalist. Yeah, I, man, we I don't support that. that. I, uh, I, just, I am not taking any Saudi money. They were going to own golf, and now they do. I don't, I don't think there was anybody or anywhere that was going to prevent that, in my opinion. Uh, doesn't make it right, E. That's true. No doubt. Hey, no, Ty, no doubt. we got the heat tonight or the Nuggets? Nuggets. Mike? Nuggets. Nuggets? I'll take the heat on home floor on South Beach. We'll talk about it tomorrow morning, 6 a.m.